that is our God. Our great, our great is our God. He is so great. Sing with me. tonight we thank you for your presence we ask oh lord that you empower us and strengthen us day number one of our three days of encounter we ask that nobody will be the same online and in-house let the heavens be open let the portals be open let every desire be met let every heart desire be granted in the name of jesus bible say that you did not call the children of israel to serve you in vain that the sons of jacob are not supposed to serve you in vain lord there is always a reward in serving you and tonight we pray that your blessing will follow us and be upon us in jesus blessed and mighty name let somebody shout me a believing amen. amen god bless you god bless you quickly all right tonight is day number one and brothers and sisters i want you to be in a state of expectation already there has been an amazing outbreak of testimonies that i've i mean i've taken notice of which we'll be sharing in the course of time. Now, um, Sister Emilia online said that before she had that encounter that morning, when we were on the, on the prayer line, and then I uh, said, gather your prayer expectations or your point of contact and anoint them. She said, I anointed mine. And one of the prayers that was on it was that, Lord, give me a business breakthrough in this dimension. Hallelujah. And just, just like that, it happened. Tonight, God is going to meet somebody at the point of need. See me and believe in amen. All right. I want to thank each and every one of you online and in-house for that wonderful performance we put up before the Lord on Sunday when we celebrated our International Sunday. Hallelujah. It was so colorful, so beautiful, and it was so warming. Hallelujah. And... Um, you will never recover from the blessings that came out of that service. See me, I believe in amen. All right, today is day number one of our three days encounter. The theme for the encounter is that I will visit you, saith the Lord. I will visit you. Okay, man of God, do you, does it mean that God has traveled or does it mean that God stays somewhere? Does it mean that God stays in another place where? No, no. When the Lord says I'll visit you, doesn't mean that he's far away. It means that he is going to express his presence with you. Hallelujah. Now, God is everywhere, but he doesn't manifest himself everywhere. Hallelujah. So when the Lord begins to manifest himself in your presence, in your life, in that situation, in that condition, it means the Lord has visited you. Was the Lord not with Abraham and Sarah? The Lord was with them. The Lord was speaking to them. You hear Bible say that, and the Lord said unto Abraham, change your name from abram to abraham and the lord said unto him change your wife's name from sarai to sarah and the lord said listen to your wife and the lord said bring me a sacrifice the lord said the lord said the lord said but in chapter 21 of genesis bible said and the lord visited sarah so where was the lord when he was speaking now so the lord is always around with the child of god but the manifestation of the presence of the lord is not always experienced so when we say the Lord 
says that I will visit you. Let's keep our um, let's read our anchor scripture. I want to speak briefly and then we will pray. I, will, I really want us to pray now. Go with me to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 29, and then we want to read verse number 10. The Lord said, After 70 years have been accomplished in Babylon. He said, For that say the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon. Babylon means the world. Babylon means trouble. Babylon means issues. You may have gone through certain issues. Now the children of Israel went through those issues for 70 years. Maybe you have gone through yours for one week. Maybe you have gone through that issue for maybe three months. I don't know what it is. Somebody said, uh, um, LP uh, uh, Howard gave a testimony. She had gone through that issue for three years. When the prophetic word came and she applied, they said no. You see, you must understand that the enemy will always contend the word. But keep on holding on. I remember the testimony uh, uh, Sharon and Dell shared the other day. When they were about to travel, I prayed. It was a night of supernatural encounter. They were seated at just where the Asians are seated. And I gave them a word. And I said that I see that as you are going, the Lord is going to give you more than what you have bargained for. They went and they came. And they said, Papa, the thing that we were even bargaining for, they had reduced it. I said, don't worry. The word doesn't fail. The word of God never fails. When you mix it with faith, after some time, the documents came for finalizing. And there it was, in excess, tax-free. Listen, when you believe the word, it works. So the Lord said unto them, he said, For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years are accomplished at Babylon, I, the Lord, I will visit you. It means that I will manifest myself in that situation. I will express myself in that situation. And I will perform my good word towards you. Tonight, the Lord will perform his good word towards somebody. I didn't hear your believing. Amen. You got to believe it. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that works for you. Hallelujah. Leon, do you understand it? Now look at that. I will perform my good word towards you in causing you to return to this place. Now, anytime the Lord must visit us, there are certain things that we need to do. The Lord doesn't visit you just out of blue. He will always expect you. There are certain precursors that activate the visitation of the Lord or the manifest presence of the Lord. Look at um, um, the scripture in Exodus chapter 19 and verse number 10 to 12. Exodus 19 verse number 10 all the way to 11. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and tomorrow. Let them also wash their clothes. Why? Why must I sanctify them? The word sanctify means set them apart. The word sanctify means prepare them. The word sanctify means that make sure that the condition, the atmosphere is created well for me. Why? Verse number 11. And be ready against the third day. For on the third day, the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. So anytime the Lord is going to visit, he will first of all expect us to do what we must do. Praise the name of Jesus. So here is the word of the Lord. He says that in these three days, I'm going to visit you. And believe it. The Lord, listen, I am holding on to that word as if I have never heard any word in my life before. I'm telling you, when I woke up this morning, I woke up with that expectation that Lord, these three days, these three days, you see, that is how we receive from God. You, you come with expectation. And I always keep telling you that anything you receive without expecting it is accidental. 
And anything you receive accidentally, you abuse it. That is why if God will give you anything, he wants to make sure, after all, why must we pray? Does God, have you never asked yourself that question? God, don't you know all things? You know all things. Bible says that even the hair on your head, he knows the number of it. It doesn't mean, listen, he didn't say, I know the, the quantity. He knows each number. Elder, all the hair on your head, he knows when you are shaving or when you are combing your hair and one strand comes down, the Lord knows that this is hair number 3,042,000. He knows it. So Lord, you know all these things. Why is it that I need this thing and you are not providing and you want me to pray? Because the Lord is not a wasteful investor. The Lord is not a wasteful investor. Before the Lord gives you anything, he must be sure that you really know what you are asking or what he is giving you so you don't abuse it. Remember, the other day, Jesus multiplied bread and tilapia or maybe bread and pala. Hallelujah. When they finished eating, James, he told them, he said, gather the fragments, let none go waste. God doesn't approve waste. He doesn't approve waste. So if God, Charles, must give you something, he must know that you need it. How will he know that you need it? When you come with an expectation, when you pray, when you come to me and you say that, do you know that sometimes you can give somebody something that is dear to you, but the person will just abuse it. To you, it is very important. To the person, it is nothing. I mean, it is nothing. Somebody can give like the widow's might, the story of the widow's might. The woman gave her all, but it was coins. So everybody thought that this is just a waste. But Jesus saw that that was all that she had. So sometimes you can give what you think is so powerful, what you think is so good to somebody. And the most painful thing is to give your all and the person will not value it. So what the Lord does is that he expects us to prepare the grounds for his visitation. Praise the name of Jesus. And one of the ways of preparing the grounds is to activate your faith. So tonight, the next 20, 30 minutes, I'm talking about faith for divine visitation. Faith for divine visitation. Keeping your faith up and active is the most valuable asset of the believer. There is no better asset than faith. You are never a failure, whether in life or in your work with the Lord, until your faith fails. You are never a failure. You can fall, you can slip, you can do. If you keep on holding your faith, you are never a failure. You can never be checked out. You can't be checked out. When you, it is the most valuable asset of the believer. Without it, you are not. Something that Bible says it pleases the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11 verse number 6. He said, but without faith, it is impossible. He didn't say, um, he, he said, it is impossible. Impossible means, look at it. Can we all read it? Let this scripture stay with you. Ready, go. But without faith, it is, it is, it is, come on, it is online it is do you know what it means when we say it is impossible it it can be i mean it it, it, it is not it it cannot i don't know what word to use for impossible again i wish i knew another word but it it means that and bible says that 
But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. So, here we are working with God. And guess what? If you don't please God, it will be difficult for him. If, you, if I'm afraid of you, do, can I visit you? Would you visit somebody you are afraid of? But if somebody is pleased with you, or you are pleased with somebody, even if they call you 12.30 a.m., you can still go there. Because you know you are safe. If you please him, he will manifest himself. He will visit you. He will appear in that situation. And Bible said that the criteria for pleasing the man is faith. Without faith. Without faith. One day, there was a man in the Bible called King Solomon. He was just 16 years old. He didn't have any school education. He didn't have any political um, experience. Just 16 years old. In fact, as a matter of fact, he was not even next in line. Dockers, are you there? He was not even next in line for the kingship. They, he had Absalom, Adonijah, and all the rest. And then moreover, he was from an illegitimate marriage. You remember that Solomon's mother was Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. Even in the New Testament, when they were referring to Uriah, they said, when they were referring to Bathsheba, they said Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah. Even in the New Testament. So, ironically, the woman was never legally married to him. Praise the name of Jesus. So, in the line, he knew that he was not even supposed to be there. But some way, somehow, when the Lord, the captivity turned around, and the Lord visited him, he did something, Bible said, that the Lord was pleased with. First Kings chapter 3. Let's start reading from verse number 10. He prayed a prayer. I just want you to know why it is impossible, why it is, why it is important to please the Lord. And why you got to take up your faith mantle. So look at it. And the speech, this was when he prayed to the Lord. And he said, Lord, give me wisdom that I may be able to discern between good and evil and be able to judge your people right. And Bible says that, and the speech pleased the Lord. Wow. When the Lord was pleased, look at verse number 12. See what? See what? Behold. Behold. Start from verse number 10. Uh, sorry, verse number 11. He said that, and God said unto him, because you have asked this thing, you have not asked for yourself long life. You have not asked for yourself riches. You have not asked for yourself life of your enemies. But you have asked for understanding to discern judgment. Look at when the man pleased God. Look at from verse number 12, what the Lord said. Behold. What you have asked I have done. Lo, I have given you a wise and an understanding heart so that there was none like you before you, neither shall there be anyone that will arise after you. And verse number 13 to 14. And I have also given you that which you have not asked. So when you please the Lord, then the least he can give you is what you have asked. Hear me again. I'll say that for free. When you please the Lord, the least, the least, the least he can give you is what you have asked. Lord, so does it mean that all the time that I have been asking, I'm not receiving, it means that I am not pleasing you. It is possible. And Bible said that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. So it means that maybe your faith is at a level, but it got to get to a level where it can please the Lord. Please, are you following me? 
if we must have the visitation of the Lord, one of the greatest criteria, ladies and gentlemen, is to have faith. It is so important that one day, Jesus was looking at Peter and then he said unto him, Peter, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat. I want you to keep your eyes open and listen. He said, the devil wanted to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. Not that he will not sift you, but that even in the process of sifting, you will still stand. Luke 22. Let's read 30 and 31. Very powerful scriptures. Luke 22, 31 to 32. And look at what he said. And the Lord said unto Simon, 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 behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Somebody say, but I have prayed for you. What was the prayer of Jesus? That Peter will not go through? No. He said that, but I have prayed for you that your faith, that your faith does not fail. That your faith does not fail. Now look at what he said. When you are converted, then strengthen your brethren. So listen, faith, when you have faith, you can go through the issue and still come out. This was the difference between Peter and Judas Iscariot. Judas Iscariot failed. His faith failed. When his faith failed, he committed suicide. Peter, boy oh boy, Peter denied Jesus three times. What Judas Iscariot did was just to come and then give Jesus a kiss. Now, why did he give Jesus a kiss? On the cheek, please. Hallelujah. Why did he give Jesus a kiss? Now, because they were all the same. When you be with Jesus, you become like Jesus. So all the people were like the same. So when he got there, he said, the person that I plant a kiss on his cheek, he is he that is the Messiah amongst us. So he just came. And you know, when he was doing it, his mentality was that, oh, as for Jesus, even when they wanted to stone him, he just walked through. Nobody was able to touch him. The people that the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the lawyers, the chief priests have molested and have killed and have done, they have done worse than Jesus. I mean, they have done worse to Jesus, but they were not, never able to do anything to him. So his mind was that whatever it is, it's just a matter of just showing them that this is Jesus. And Jesus will just say one word and they will all go back. And so that was his mind. And he did it. For Peter, he betrayed, he denied Jesus. He didn't just introduce or associate himself with Jesus. So as for Judas, at least he associated himself with Jesus. But Peter, he said, hey, I have never seen this guy in my life. They said, we think that we saw you there in the garden. Are you not the one that drew the sword to remove somebody's ear? He said, I have never held a sword in my hand. He lied. He denied Jesus. He was selfish at that time. I mean, he totally cut off Jesus. Not once. Not twice. Three times. Consider Judas Iscariot. And consider Peter. Who, must, who is supposed to go and commit suicide? Who is supposed to go and commit suicide? In the case of Peter, Jesus himself even said to him that you will do it. So, he had already been told what was happening or what was going to happen. So, he had all that it takes to prevent it. So, that between the two of them, naturally, you would think that Peter should have been the one to commit suicide. But why was Peter able to bounce back? That same Peter that denied Jesus before two little girls and one young man. 
when in Acts chapter 4, they congregated him before the Sahindrans, before the chief priests, before the political leaders of the land. Bible said that he told them, point in the face. He said, you that are seated all over here, and they were in the city center. It was like a magistrate's court. A decision had to be taken for their lives. He said, you that are gathered here, judge between yourself and what I'm saying, whether I should listen to you or I should preach the Lord. My goodness, do you know why? Because his faith did not fail. Jesus said, I have prayed for you so that your faith does not fail. And I pray for somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. These three days, may your faith be very potent. May Listen, whatever you are believing God for, I'm telling you, it will be given to you in Jesus' name. Within these three days, there will be amazing, unthinkable testimonies. Within these three days, do you know when the letter that um, L.P. Hauer um, said came? Do you know when it came? It didn't come when she was on the phone. No. It came when the word was declared that do it again. Now on the phone, they told her that they will not give it to you. It didn't come when they were on the phone. You see, the prophetic word or the word of God creates. When you mix it with faith, it creates. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? So, if there is anything that is important, brothers and sisters, it is our faith. What is faith? I just define it here. What is faith? Faith is your ability to hold on to whatever God has said, notwithstanding whatever is happening. Very simple. Your ability to hold on to what God has said, notwithstanding what is happening. Because most of the times, the enemy will always fight what God has said with what is happening. The enemy will always fight what God has said with what is happening. So faith is your ability. What you have that will enable you to hold on to what God has said, irrespective of whatever is happening. Well, I'm seeing the wind boisterous. It is not what I see. It is what the Lord has said. I'm hearing the wind moving. It is not what I hear. It is what the Lord has said. I am feeling like this. It is not what I'm feeling. It is what the Lord has said. I am thinking like this. It is not what you are thinking. Because ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, all these things are governed by the things that surround us. Praise the name of Jesus. Now I've said it here before. That there are two powers that rule. We have what is happening and what is written. Do you remember that statement? I said it here before. We have what is happening and what is written. What is written is always superior to what is happening. The devil will use what is happening to twist what is written. When he came to Adam and Eve, meeting Eve alone, he said, Has the Lord said... And then he began showing the fruit. So he used, and I'm pretty sure that he came at a time Eve was hungry. So when, especially when we're fasting, God bless you. They had declared three days of prayer and fasting. In the second day, Eve was hungry. They were waiting for the voice of the Lord. And the enemy came with the fruit. Has God said, has God said, 
So anytime what is happening around you is contrary to what God has said, you must understand that your faith is being contended for. Praise the name of Jesus. So faith, I'll repeat it, is your ability to hold on to whatever God has said, notwithstanding whatever is happening. Because we have what is written and what is happening. In other words, it is the anchor of the believer in the storms of life. When the storms of life are blowing. And then on Sunday, I was telling you that when you look, probably if you decide to check on Google or on maybe YouTube or something, and then you, you decide to find out about a magnificent um, um, sea, uh, what do we call it? Magnificent sea craft that were tossed to and fro. You can just check it on YouTube later on. You will see huge, huge, huge ship ships okay that were just being moved as if they were papers on the sea when the sea becomes rough no 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 no. anything can happen but when anything is happening and then they are able to detect it first what they do is that they sink the anchor now when they sink the anchor what the anchor does is that it stabilizes the craft wherever it is it may be drifting but it will be within a catchment area because if you don't stabilize it, it can toss you. And remember, I told you that on the sea, there is no road. So you don't know where you are going. You use the compass. And so at that material moment, when they sink the anchor, it doesn't matter what happens. It may drift here a bit. It may drift here a bit, but it will still be within the catchment area. When your faith or when you have faith, it doesn't matter what happens. You may drift to the right a bit. You may drift to the left a bit. You may come forward a bit, but you are still solid. And I pray in the name of Jesus. From tonight, may you be solid in the word of the Lord. Because your faith will be unmovable. Your faith will be unmovable. It is so important that ladies and gentlemen, Paul the Apostle said, fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12. He said, fight the good fight of faith. So faith must be fought for. Faith must be fought for. Fight the good fight of faith. So that you can lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto you have been called. And you profess a good profession before many witnesses. So it is a fight. And we got to fight it. Why fight for the faith? Because number one. Quickly write these points down. And then we'll begin to pray. Why must I fight for faith? Because number one, faith is both a defensive and an offensive weapon. Faith is both. It is important that we learn. Please listen. It is not about the shouting. It's about what you know. Faith is very educational. Bible said that it comes by hearing and hearing. I said that faith the reason why we must fight for our faith is because, number one, faith is both defensive and offensive. It defends you and you use it to also fight. It is defensive and it is also offensive. Now, how is it offensive? It is offensive because when you are using faith, you go through the process without you feeling it. Faith is both defensive and offensive. And I'm saying that, why is it offensive? Now, if I say it is offensive, then it means that I use it to attack. 
if I say it is defensive, it means I use it to protect myself. So faith is used to fight and at the same time, it is used to preserve you and to protect you. It is offensive and it is defensive. It is a major weapon in our work as believers. There are some weapons, they are defensive. There are some weapons, they are offensive. But when it comes to faith, it is both defensive and offensive. And that is why if you must fight for anything, fight for your faith. Praise the name of Jesus. It is offensive in that when you are going, you use it to open the way. Okay? You use it to bulldoze the way because it is a shield. So as you are moving, now when you watch sometimes when there are riots and there may be the police or the law enforcement agencies go there, they usually carry a shield. Okay? And then you see that they'll be hiding behind the shield. And then they'll be using the shell to push the people away. Have you seen it before? Charles, have you seen it before? The way you are looking at me as if you have never heard what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So, they use it to push people. Sometimes the people may be throwing pellets. Or they may be throwing stones. And then they will use it to cover themselves. And at the same time, they will use it to push the people away. That is how faith is. It is both defensive and offensive. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. And verse number 12. And then we'll read 1 John chapter 5 and verse number 4. Ephesians 6 verse number 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities. Against powers. Against rulers. He's talking about the dangerous situations that we have on earth. The forces that we fight against. Verse number 13. All the way to verse number 16. He spoke about wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand. Now verse 13. Verse 14. Stand therefore. Verse 15. Now look at verse number 16. When he got to verse number 16. So from verse number 13, verse number 11, verse number 12, verse number 13, verse number 14, he was describing the armor of God. What you need. You need this bullet. You need this atomic missile. You need this ballistic gun. You need this. You need that. You need that. When it got to 16, he said, above all. Somebody say above all. He said that with all that you have, if you don't have this, when we say above all, then it means that if you don't have it, the rest can kaput. Above all. After getting all these things, above all. Tosin, he said, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Praise the name of Jesus. Faith is so important. Paul the apostle said, if anybody loses his faith, he draws back onto perdition. Hebrews chapter 10, 38 and 39. He said, The just shall live by his faith. And then he said, Look at that. Now, the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, any man draw back from what? Any man draw back from faith. He said that, If any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. And verse number 39. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition. So anytime your faith is compromised, your ability to hold on to the word of God as a result of what is happening. Ladies and gentlemen, when your faith is compromised, he said that we draw back unto perdition. Perdition means destruction. Perdition means totaled. It means that your life has been totaled. He said, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. I pray for you in Jesus' name. Whatever you are believing God for, whatever you are holding on 
as a result of the word that has been spoken over your life i declare in the mighty name of jesus it will not fail i said it will not fail some of you it may look it may look like it is over but just when it looks like it is over the lord will appear in the name of jesus hallelujah you heard the testimony of brighton mr brighton he said you said that on the you and i saw it i saw it it was a letter with 23rd december and i said two days before christmas he said on that christmas day he didn't receive the letter but he kept on praying and he said lord i am still holding on to the word that your servant has said after about six weeks a letter came six weeks he didn't give up after six weeks a letter came when he opened the letter the date inside the letter was exactly that date listen when you hold on when you i remember one day we had a service here and it was a night of supernatural encounter and i told one young lady i said i see a letter from immigration coming and then she said amen it wasn't for her it was for somebody that is connected to her i said i see a letter from immigration coming and she said amen we left here it was around 11 30 in the night when they got home the gentleman that i spoke about went to check his letterbox and there the letter was there that was mabel how many of you remember that test you remember the letter was there when you believe god the word does not the, the word does not enforce what is happening the word creates even if it is not there it creates if anybody here there is anybody part of your body or there is any condition with your body that doctors have given you a verdict i come with another verdict from heaven online and in-house and i decree and i declare by the oracles of god that in the name of jesus that verdict is changed in jesus name i speak productivity into your lives in jesus name i speak profitability into our lives in jesus name i speak longevity nobody here dies prematurely i said nobody here dies prematurely anybody here that is under the spell of premature death i cancel it in jesus name and i declare that nobody dies prematurely from today the lord will jealously preserve you the lord will jealously protect you the lord will look at your going out and your coming in in the blessed and mighty name of jesus christ you will not fail that exams again i said you will not fail that exam again i command in the realms of the spirit may angels go into offices and speak for you in jesus name there is anything you are believing god for i declare that the doors are open receive it in jesus name take it in jesus name and you will be here to testify to the glory of the lord hallelujah number two faith is so important i said that because number one it is both an offensive and a defensive weapon number two it is the thing that pleases god ready spoke about it from hebrews 11 verse number six now look at romans chapter 8 and verse number eight he said that they that are in the flesh can't please him so it means that living without faith is living in the flesh romans 8 8 so then they that are in the flesh cannot please god so when you are in the flesh when you are without faith it means that you are in the flesh because bible said that it is only by faith that we please god hallelujah 
And I already spoke to you about the fact that when God was pleased with Solomon, he had over and beyond. Now, let's go to number three. The third point. Why must we fight for our faith? Number three. Because it is what delivers profit from the word. Now, take note of what I'm saying very well. Faith is what makes the word profitable. The word produces. But the word produces only when we mix it with faith. Now, there are two kinds of people that I want to talk about. Listen, we have professors and we have professionals. We have, listen very well, we have professors and we have professionals. Elder, <laughs> professionals are taught by professors. Listen to me very well. <laughs> All truth are parallel. Professionals are taught by professors. But professionals are more remunerated than professors. Boy, I'm telling you, when I was working in the secular world, before I threw everything away and then joined the wagon for the Lord in winning souls, listen, my one-month salary was like three times my professor in the university salary. Do you know why? Because a professional, listen, listen to me very well. Don't miss this thing. A professor only has the raw word. So, if he is teaching chemistry, he is only well versed in chemistry. Chemistry, conk. He will teach you everything. If it is physics, boy, oh boy, don't go there. He can quote all the scriptures in physics. Praise the name of Jesus. If it is agriculture, he doesn't teach all in agriculture. Maybe he teaches animal husbandry. A professor always, you know, professes or trains in a raw um, course or in a raw subject. But here is the making of a professional. The agric professor will teach him a little. Then he takes it. The physics professor will also teach him a little then he takes it the chemistry professor teaches him a little and he takes it even the pe professor will teach him a little he takes it so when he takes pieces of all these and he mixes them together he becomes more valuable than the one that taught him just one now when you have only the word and you don't mix it with faith you are a professor of the word that is why we can have Bible knowledge teachers. There are lecturers of Bible. But the Bible is not in their lives. But when you, you take the word. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 2. And you decide that I am not just going to be a professor of the word. Quoting the scriptures. No. But I'm going to mix it with something. Hallelujah. Look at it. For unto us, do fear, was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So he's talking about two people. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? They did not mix it with faith. So you hear the word of God. It talks about this. You say, I believe it. You come to church. A prophetic word comes over your life. You say, I believe it. You are reading the word. The word says that none shall be barren. You say, I believe it. You don't say that well. Who was he talking to? He was talking to this one. And the Hebrew word for this. The Greek word for no. Mix it with faith. Tell yourself, this word is mine. I have gone to services where 
they gave people prophecies. I took it. It never came to pass in the life of the people. But me, it came, because I mixed it with faith. It didn't matter whether I was called or not. I just sat down. When they said it, I said, this is what I'm needing. And it was said, I don't care which name tag. It came on. I took it. And I began running with it. And eventually, the word came to pass in my life. If there is any desire of your heart this blessed evening, in these three days, I'm speaking prophetically. I'm speaking prophetically. From the corridors of eternity, I declare over everyone listening to me tonight, whatever it is that is your greatest heart desire in these three days, it is granted in Jesus' name. I said it is granted in Jesus' name. Praise the name of Jesus. You will see it with your naked eyes. You will feel it and you will encounter it. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Send me a believing amen. The raw word does not produce, doesn't deliver much until you mix it up with an additive called faith. You mix it up, then you become a professional of faith. You don't become a professor of faith. You become a professional. Live it. Let others see it work in your life. Praise the blessed name of Jesus. Now, so how do I make the word or how do I make my faith potent? I'm just giving you a quick point. Then we will pray. Ten solid minutes of prayer. Now, how do I make my faith potent to deliver? Number one, beware what you hear. Beware what you hear. A lot of times when people's faith will be compromised, it is because of what they heard. Beware what you hear, Dell. Be very aware what you hear. The essence of every word that you hear is to dilute your faith. What you hear can determine your faith or your fear. The essence of everything you hear, please, when you wake up in the morning till the time you go to sleep, everything that you hear, it is for one of two reasons. Either it must generate faith in you or it must generate fear. That is why sometimes when the word of God is coming, the devil will try to distract you. The devil will do everything. That is when your call will come through. And apparently, it may be an important call. Praise the name of Jesus. You may not have any issue. When we are dancing, you dance. When we are singing, you sing. When we are even praying, you pray. When the word is coming, sometimes that is when your baby will cry. Sometimes that is when you'll be praised to use the restroom. When the word is coming, praise the name of Jesus. Do you know that people can be in church or people can be at places that they are sharing the word of God? They can be okay except when the word is coming. That is when they begin to see that boy, oh boy, I can't sit down. Hallelujah. Do you know what? The devil is trying. You see, he will not stop the word. He can't take the word, but he can dilute it. He can dilute it. So you may hear some of the word, but you may not hear all. Meanwhile, the one that you missed was what was going to solidify what you heard. So you have heard some, but you didn't hear all. So the word does not profit you. So whilst other people are being profited, Jesus said, when the word is spoken, it goes in four dimensions. He said, only one is profitable. He says, some fell on the rocks. Some fell in thorns. 
some fell by the roadside. It is only one, 25% of the people that receive the word that the word profits them. Whenever I go to church, the only thing I tell myself, Shana, is that, Lord, may I be part of the 25%. This is Jesus who spoke. He said, in every setting when the word is being dispensed, 25% the word profits them. What about the 75%? I don't want to be part of the 75%. I want to be part of the 25%. What must I do? Beware! Beware what you hear. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, 35 to 42. Mark, chapter 5, 35 to 42. Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house. When they came to tell Jesus that Jairus' daughter was sick, and the man came to besought Jesus, and Jesus said, I will come and heal her. When Jesus was on the way, his convoy was intercepted by the woman with the issue of blood. Now, Tayo, look at from verse 35. While he yet spoke, there came. So this was when Jesus was speaking to the woman with the issue of blood, who had intercepted the convoy. Now, Bible says that, James, Bible says that, whilst he was yet speaking, there came one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, and the person said, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master any further. What you are believing for, they say it is over. Be careful what you hear. Sometimes, the person speaking to you will be from your home. He came from his house. He is not carrying any bad intention. But the word, the essence of the word, it could even be your spouse. It could be your brother. It could be your sister. It could be your son. It could be your mother. It could be your grandparent, your grandchild. The devil can use anybody. He said, a certain one came from his house. Not with, not with the intention of stopping the man from doing what he had decided to do. But with news. Which looked real. And he said, your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the master any further. 36. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken. Look at the response of Jesus. He said unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. Because the word that was spoken to him, he could easily have said, Jesus, it is over. Forget it, it is over. What news have you heard that looks like it is over? I came to tell you, only believe. And when you believe, it will turn around. I'm telling you, there is nothing impossible with God. I have seen the incredible happened. I have seen people who were at the point of death. I mean, at the point of death. When they themselves knew that they were dying. And you have heard the testimonies. Mr. Yangson and Co. At the point of death. And the word of God came. That you will not die. You will not die. I pray for you in Jesus name. Whatever you have heard. That you are not supposed to hear. That has affected the productivity of the word of God in your life. I deplete it from your system. I deplete it from your mind. I deplete it from your spirit. I deplete it from your soul. Sometimes you have believed God. And then they just turn one law around. And it looks like it has disfavored you. Right now. Any law. Any statement. That is working against you. We turn it around for your good. Receive it in Jesus name. So. In order for your faith to be potent, beware what you hear. Number two, beware what you see. Beware what you see. What you see 
has the potential or has the potency in interfering with the word of God. Beware what you see. Beware what you see. That is why I always tell people that be very careful. The TV that you bought in your house, don't let the TV dictate to you. Dictate to the TV. It's not everything that you must give your eyes to. Then you are just watching anything, any news, anything, any news, anything, any news. At a point, eh, you would think that, oh, listen, please listen. You would think that, oh, as for this one, it is just something that is passing. And uh, there is nothing like something that is passing. Anything that you hear, anything that you see, and the rest of the points I'm going to give, they are all intended to puncture your faith. They are all intended to puncture your faith. Beware the things that you see. You are watching TV. And that they are showing all manner of people that are killing people. Boom, 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 boom. And then eventually, very soon, you start saying that, hey, there is no place safe. Now, you begin to walk in full fear. When you are even in your room, and then you hear, Chichire, then, what is that? The devil is a liar. I bind the devil. It is your fear. It is your fear. The things you have given your eyes to see. What are you watching? Praise the name of Jesus. And do you know that when you feed your eyes continually, it becomes real in your life. Whatever you feed your eyes with continually, it becomes real. Here you are. When you see the sisters, there is only two places you watch. You keep watching. Very soon, one day, it will find expression in your life. Keep watching. Job chapter 31. And verse number one. Look at Job chapter 31 and verse number one. You see, brothers and sisters, when we want to experience the visitation of the Lord, there are certain things we do. Look at Job chapter 31 and verse number one. Can we all read it? I made a covenant with my eyes. Somebody say, I made a covenant with my eyes. Make a covenant with your eyes. There are certain things, when I see them on my TV, I become angry. I'm telling you, I become angry. If I have what it takes to put it off, I switch it off. If I can't, I pray that it will be turned off. Say me a believing amen. Because not everything that is edifying. Some of the things. Here you are, a young lady. You are not yet married. You have been watching all these soap operas. All these Mexican soap operas. All these Mexican soap operas. Which are just fabrication of lies. Just to make money. And now you are seeing a young man. And you expect the young man to behave exactly like the soap opera. Sister, your kind of man, you will create him. And God will breathe into him for you. Because the kind of person you are looking for can only be found in the TV telenovela. Praise the name of Jesus. Beware in Korea. Beware the things that you watch with your eyes. I said the last time over here, James. When you enter into every country, the most important places are the point of entry and exit. Your eyes are part of the point of entry and your exit. Why are you not keeping barricades there? Why are you not keeping? I said that the enemy can't take the word. He can't stop the word, but he can dilute it with the things you are seeing. One day, in the book of Matthew, chapter 14, Reading from verse number 25 all the way to 28. Bible said that when Jesus told Peter, he said, come. Peter was walking on the sea as if it was a solid ground. Until he started seeing the wind boisterous. And in the fourth word, give me verse number 26. And when the disciples saw him, they thought it was a ghost. Verse number 27. 
And when, give me 27, but straightway Jesus said, it is I, don't be afraid. 28, and Peter as usual answered and said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you. 29, and he said, come. And he began to walk on the sea. 30, somebody say 30. Look at it. But when he saw, this is the only time I saw that you can see the wind. I mean, the guy saw and saw and saw until he now was able to see wind. Wind. Do you know how to see wind? Peter showed us. He began to read meaning to so many things that he was seeing. At a point, even the thing we can't see with our eyes, he saw it. When you start seeing things that you must not see, very soon the enemy will increase it for you. Because Bible said that to him that has, more will be given that he will have more. So you are feeding your eyes. Keep on feeding. Very soon the enemy will be giving you more, 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 more until at a point you become a bank. You become a custodian, a reservoir of that thing. But I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, anything that you have seen that is directing your life in the wrong path right now, we corrupt the fabric of it in Jesus' name. We corrupt the fabric of it in Jesus' name. When you take a photograph, watch me now. Tayo, have you taken a selfie before? And did you take and delete it? Why did you delete it? But was it not you that was inside? It was you. But why did you delete it? Because it was not given a fair representation of you. Here you are. You are believing everything that you are seeing about yourself. You go into the news. They say that people in this area. They say people without this. They say people without that. And you have believed everything. So right now, more has been given to you. Why don't you delete that wrong picture? I, sometimes I take my phone and I go through and I see that the children have taken so many pictures. Sometimes I'm even surprised. I begin to delete. Sometimes it takes me about an hour. You can imagine the number of pictures that Zoe will take some. Bishop will take some. Jason will take some. And the rest will take some. Praise the name of Jesus. The ones that are even coming will take some. At the end of the day, I got to delete them. Because I think that they are not good representation of what I want to be seen publicly. Why is it that you are believing everything that you have seen with your eyes? The news. The things that you have seen. People telling you. It is not a fair representation of you. Praise the name of Jesus. Say, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, anything that I have seen with my eyes, spiritual, or physical that does not give a fair representation of me I delete it right now in 30 seconds delete it come on lift up your voice in 30 seconds delete it every evil every evil picture that you have seen delete it in Jesus name number three number three quickly number three how do I make potent my faith number three beware what you feel Beware what you feel. Mm. I think my neck. My neck. My neck. Hey! The next moment. The next moment. You are at the hospital. Brother, they will confirm it. That it is, lung, it is neck cancer. I'm telling you. The more you keep doing that. You see. Listen. Faith is a fight. Fighting for your faith means that you resist. When we say fight, it means resist 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 how you feel go with me to second corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 18 you must mature yourself to resist certain things 
Ah, do you think we are all not bombarded with issues? But at a certain point, we say, no, 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 no. You will not stay. One day I woke up. We finished the prayer line. Elder, after sitting in the sofa just for one hour, I couldn't stand. I said, hey, what is this? I'm telling you truth. I couldn't stand. It's like everything was locked. I just couldn't stand like that. When I started standing, I realized that I, I said, my goodness. Where from this story? Who wrote this in this encyclopedia? This is not part of my vocabulary. Where is it coming from? I said, today, either you break me or I break you. Either you break my back or I break you. Boy, oh boy, I stood up. It was difficult. But I said, I'm not going to take it. I stood up. I had to get the children organized for school. It was as difficult as anything. Something was telling me, go, let uh, your wife do it. I said, no, at this point in time in her life, she need to rest. So I got to do it. And I told myself, if I allow this thing to take over me, listen, listen, please. When you are reading the Bible, open your eyes. Bible says that if the enemy overcomes you, he will go and bring seven more seven more so you realize that after that now the door has been opened more strange strange things are coming in straight look at it while we look not at the things which are seen but the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are oh come on help me out they are jimama they are yes they are just temporal they will vanish that pain will vanish that pain will vanish. What you feel can determine your reaction to the faith. Number four, what you think. Beware what you think. Proverbs 23, 7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Beware what you think. If you want your faith to be potent, beware what you think. Beware what you think. All of a sudden, you are not even married. You have started thinking. Hey, nowadays, women that are not giving birth are many. What about if I marry and I don't give birth? Why are you thinking like that? Who told you? Who, 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 who told you that? Praise the name of Jesus. Why can't you start envisaging? Telling yourself, my goodness, my home will be a standard. Listen, I'm telling you something. Before I even met my wife, I already had the names of my children. I'm telling you, I already, God is my eternal witness. Recently, we were talking about the incoming baby. We were talking about the name. And my wife said, so what is the name? And I mentioned it. And then she started laughing. And I said, ah, why are you laughing? She said, I remember when you met me first, you mentioned this name. Boy, the name was already in the package. So, who are you, the devil, to tell me that I can't give birth? I had the name, Charles, in the package. And in fact, I had sold seed on all the names. I said to God, I said, I want two boys and a girl, or two girls and a boy. If there are excesses, it is extra blessing. Leon, send me a believing amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? I said, Lord, and I sold seed on all of them. On all of them. Last week, Sunday, I told you the testimony about how Bishop was born. Nine months, pam, he landed. He landed because the name was already there. When they asked the name, we didn't struggle because the name was already there. 
Praise the name of Jesus. Look at that. As a man thinketh in his heart, start thinking. Start thinking. Start envisaging yourself in what God says you are. Start seeing yourself in that gown. Start seeing yourself in that home. Start seeing yourself in, in, in doing that which the Lord wants you to do. And finally, how do I make potent my faith? Beware what you say and to whom you say it. Two things. Beware what you say and to whom you say it. It's very, very important to me. Brothers and sisters, listen. You know me. I tell the truth as it is in the Bible. Because the reason is that if I don't give you the right medication, do you know that if you are a doctor and you don't give the right medication and there are some complications, they withdraw your license. Okay, all truth, Agnes, all truth are parallel. I don't want heaven to withdraw my license. Do you know what it, what, what it means when heaven withdraws your license? Go and ask King Saul. Bible said that when the presence of the Lord departed, an evil spirit took over. I don't want my license to be revoked. Beware what you say and to whom you say it. There are people, the whole world is their counselors. Everybody is their counselor. Everyone. Unless he doesn't have a problem. The world must hear it. Brothers and sisters, listen. Let me show you something. Charles, Bennett, when I talk to you, it is not just to you that I'm talking to. I'm talking to you and the spirit behind you. For every human being has a spirit. So I may, out of my good conscience, be talking to Sister Shana. Sister Shana, this and that and that and that and that is what I'm going through. I am not only speaking to her. If there is another spirit monitoring her, I have already... And listen, the devil doesn't know what is happening in you except you say it. He is not omniscient. He is not omnipotent. He is not omnipresent. He doesn't know it until you say it. He doesn't know it until you say it. That is why in Matthew chapter 22 and verse number 15, Bible said that they went and they gathered together how they might push Jesus to speak so that they might get a word to entangle him. The devil doesn't know what. Be careful what you say and to whom you say it. What you say and to whom you say it. There must be a voice that covers you. There must be a voice that you receive counsel from. Hallelujah. And the church is quiet. But listen, I don't want Holy Hill Chapel to become a porous ministry. I want it to become an... Do you know that sometimes you see certain children and you see other children and you go like, ah, this child has not been fed well. He's malnourished. He's malnourished. It means that the child has not been given a balanced diet. In this house, you'll be given a balanced diet. Praise the name of Jesus. Beware what you say and to whom you say it to. Because it will determine what comes after you. Sometimes you talk to somebody about something and immediately that you... Yes, when was it? I think it was on Thursday or Friday. I was talking to a pastor friend in New York. And then he said to me, he said, man of God, there is something I don't understand. I said, what is it? He said, anytime I want to take this decision and I tell it to this person who looks like my mentor, all of a sudden, 
the thinker puts. He said, I have observed this strategically. But now, and I said, so now what are you doing? He said, now I am wiser. He said, now I am wiser. I know when to say and to whom to say it to. Praise the name of Jesus. The world is not that friendly. The world, tell somebody the world is not that friendly. I have one policy. Sharon, my policy is that everyone is a suspect until you prove yourself otherwise. When I see anybody, you'll be there and say that man of God, it is not good. Very soon you'll see if it is good or it is not good. You just go about, just go about believing everything. Very soon you'll see whether it is good or not. Everyone is a suspect. The first time I saw you, you were a suspect. Until I prayed and I scanned you. And I said, Lord, what say yes thou? And if I realize that there is an evil spirit, I will not sack you. I will pray you out. We will not sack you. We will pray you out. Because what we are doing, we want it to be authentic and genuine. We don't want any insiders that are outsiders. How come in your home, there is an outsider in your home? Who is the outsider? Your mouth. Your mouth is this outsider. You meet somebody one day, everything about you. Pa, 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 pa. It's not even like a testimony. Uh, you know, brother, sister, this and that and that. Do you know what you are doing? Hey, you are opening the door for more attacks. You cannot contain it. I'm telling you. Online, are you there? May the Lord bless you, say amen. May the Lord empower you, say amen. Any words that you have spoken negatively about yourself. Let's read the scripture to it and then we'll pray. Matthew chapter 12, verse 35 to 37. Matthew 12, 35 to 37. You want your faith to be potent? You don't understand why your faith is not working. You talk too much. You talk too much. Everybody knows anything. So your faith is porous. Look at it. A good man. Look at who Bible de describes as a good man. Not somebody who has told him before. Equia, Mr. Shen. Chantel, look at that. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures brings forth evil things. 36 and 37, elder. But I say to you, every idle word. The idle word is not saying that you are a fool or you are a donkey, or you are that, or cursing. No. Every idle word means any word that is not in line with the scriptures. I say unto you, every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. The day of judgment is the day of harvest. It is not when the trumpet sounds. It is the day of harvest because every word is a seed. So when you plant it today, maybe next year, it is your day of harvest. You harvest it. Verse 37. Four. Can we all read verse number 37 and end it? Ready? Go online. You can join us. Verse 37. Ready? Go. For by your words, you shall be either justified or by your words, you shall be condemned. Condemnation or justification. Justification means the Lord saying that you please me. It either comes by your words. By your words. What does Leon know about you? Amen. What does this person know about you? Don't think that maybe you are soliciting help or you are soliciting maybe 
console, cons, uh, uh, how do we call it, solace, or maybe pity. In actual fact, you are opening the door for the gravity of that issue to increase. So we will pray and pray and pray. But the thing will still be there. Because the seeds have been sold so much, it has been dispersed abroad. And Ecclesiastes 11 says that. When the seeds are dispersed abroad, in the afternoon you harvest it, in the evening you harvest it, in the morning you harvest it, I'm adding one, at midnight you harvest it. Rise up on your feet. If you are talking, talk about the manifold blessings of God in your life. Talk about it. Okay, man of God, are you saying that we should be hypocrites? No. There is a difference between being hypocritical and being porous. Bible says that I put a scripture on my status. I've even forgotten that scripture. He says that a fool who can remember that? I think he said that a fool when he keeps his mouth shut is considered even a wise person. Find that scripture for me. We will not leave you until we find it. God, I put it on my status and all of you watched it. He said, a fool, a fool, by his words, if he is quiet, Leon, he is even considered wise and prudent. We are waiting. I put it on my status. Proverbs 17, 28. You took a picture of it. God bless you. Let's find it. Proverbs 17, 28. Our last scripture that we are going home with. Shana, do you see it? Look on it. I want us to read it in this version and we'll read it in the amplified version as well. Now look at it. Can we all read this last scripture? Ready, go. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. And he that shut his lips. My goodness. My goodness. The person is very stupid. But because he keeps his mouth. Ah, this guy is wise, oh. Sometimes you see somebody, he looks so glorious. When he starts talking, he says, Ah, I overestimated you. Hallelujah. Amplified. Let's read it in Amplified. Is that what it's on the board? Amplified says that. Let's read Amplified. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is esteemed a man of understanding. Can we read NIV? And I want us to pray. Whatever you have heard today, you want your faith to be potent. Maybe you have spoken to my ready go. Even fools are taught to be wise if they keep silent, and they are taught to be discerning if they can hold their tongues. Amen. Oh, say in the name of Jesus. Any words I have said about myself negatively, anything that I have thought of. I buy myself anything that I have felt and I have given it life. Anything that I have seen that I have imbibed into my system. Anything that I have heard that I have believed that I believe when I pray, when I pray right now. Right now, let it be destroyed. Let it be destroyed. Can you use the next four minutes and pray? We cannot finish without praying the word that we have heard. So I want you to pray. Things that you have seen with your eyes, 
things that you have heard, things that you have believed, things that you have felt, things that you have thought of, things that you have said with your mouth. All these things came to dilute the word. It came to dilute the potency of the word. Online, in-house, I want you to pray. You said something about that business. You said something about that marriage. You said something about that ministry. You said something about your life. Maybe because of where you were, because of what you were going through, you said certain things. Now they are working. Now they have opened the door. I want you to pray. Arrest each and every one of them. Arrest each and every one of them. From today, maybe you didn't know. You didn't know. They said something to you. The doctor said something to you. The economy said something to you. They said something to you about your nature, about your background, and you have believed it. I want you to turn it around. Arrest it right now. Arrest it right now. Arrest it right now. Arrest it right now. Arrest it. Lift up your voice. Jesus, Arrested by your prayers, turn it around. You can turn it around by your prayers. Zabadaba, Mekandera Basukaba, if you got your point of contact, I want you to lift it up. Mezandori Atabandalaba, online in house. Emilia said in her testimony that she took her point of contact. Maybe yours is on your phone, it is fine. Maybe a picture of something. I want you to lift it up. I want you to take it. Emilia said, and I anointed my point of contact. And when I anointed my point of contact, when I went out that day, I met somebody. The Lord told me, go speak to this person. I spoke to the person. At the end of the day, it wasn't just about talking to the person. She won another contract of something that she had written on her prayer expectation card, on her reference point. Listen, about two weeks ago, when we started this reference, 
I had something that I had written. I laid my hands on it. It was going against me. I said, Lord, turn it around. Turn. Within a space of two hours, the thing turned around. And after two hours, it reversed to the old state. <laughs> that was when I realized that this thing is not a joke. Do you know that sometimes, even as a man of God, you will preach certain things and you have to listen and listen for the thing to work in you. I'm telling you, when that thing happened, I said, my goodness. I started recalling all the other things that I need an intervention in. And I started writing down the names of certain people. This week, someone, one of them called me. You don't know. Everything that you have is going to turn around for your good. Say me a believing amen. Listen, we have two more days. Tomorrow and Friday, something will happen. Nobody, I have never seen anybody fasting really. Real fasting. Real fasting like we are doing. And remain the same. Never. I am putting my faith on the line. I'm telling you because me, I'm a living testimony. If I give myself three days of something and I pray and I fast on it, it turns around. Whatever you are holding as your point of contact, it may be on your phone. It may be physical. In the mighty and blessed name of Jesus Christ. Now, I speak over those points of contact right now. May the heaven breathe upon it. Say amen. amen. Listen, I want you to believe every word. May the heaven breathe upon it. Amen. I speak over that point of contact. Let the grace of the supernatural be multiplied upon it in Jesus' name. Thereby, let there be only miracles, signs, and wonders. Anything that is a disappointment on that point of contact, I turn it into glorious news in Jesus' name. Anything that is seemingly like shame and disgrace, I reverse it in Jesus' name. Anything that is seemingly like death, right now I speak life into it in Jesus' name. Anything in your life that needs the intervention of heaven, in the next 72 hours, three days, three days, three days, let there be an intervention. 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 Receive it in Jesus' name. I pray somebody must talk for you. Somebody must remember you. Somebody must approve something for you. It has been delayed for a long time. But right now, in the court of heaven, we take a decision on your account. We take a decision on your behalf. And we declare that you are favored. We declare that you are favored. We declare that you are favored in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Somebody believing God for divine health. Right now. Bible says, if anybody will speak, let him speak as the oracles of heaven. As an oracle of heaven, I speak divine health. Receive divine health. Receive sound health. Receive divine health. Receive sound health. Receive divine health. Receive sound health. In the mighty name of Jesus, I heard the Lord say, He said, Cancel debt, cancel debt, cancel debt. You have collection in the name of Jesus. I cancel it. Listen, there is a debt outstanding, it will take forever for you to clear it. In the name of Jesus, I cancel it spiritually, I cancel it, and it will reflect physically. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I declare 
any waiver that has been taken out, it is returned in Jesus' name. Listen, the Lord, I'm hearing the Lord saying that I'm going to cause there to be an enactment of a law for my people. And afterwards, it will reverse back. You didn't hear what I said. There is going to be an enactment. That means there is going to be a decision that is going to be taken. Whether by a bank, whether by an organization, whether by the government, whether by whatever. For the sake of my people. And afterwards, it will be reversed. In the mighty name of Jesus, let this word happen in your life. Let this word happen in our life. Let this word happen in the ministry. In the name of Jesus. Anything that is working against you, it is reversed. A new decision will be taken to your advantage. When you come out of it, it will be returned back. Receive this grace in Jesus' name. Receive this grace in Jesus' name. Finally, I pray. The Lord said, let the heavens be open that there might be resources. I pray for every dry account or any account that is drying up right now in Jesus' name. I, I, I channel the resources of the earth into your fold in Jesus' name. I don't know how God is going to do it. But may the Lord bring you a smiling surprise. Receive a smiling surprise. Receive a smiling surprise. In the mighty name of Jesus. I cover every member of this ministry. Online and in-house. Anyone participating or online. Or anyone watching this in the aftermath. I declare premature death minus you. Minus your spouse. Minus your children. Minus your grandchildren. Minus your parents. Minus your grandparents. Minus your siblings. Minus your loved ones. Receive it in Jesus name. I declare. Your heart request is granted. Tomorrow about this time. You will know that we serve a living God. Receive it in Jesus name. Shout a believing amen. Give a clap unto the Lord. And take your seat. In heavenly places. Something will happen. In the name of Jesus. Tomorrow morning at 3 a.m. We will be on the prayer line. Let's quickly communion stewards. Let's quickly share the communion. So that those that are now coming to break our fast. We can break it properly. And then listen ladies and gentlemen. Keep the prayer line active by your participation. Especially in these three days. Even if you are on leave. These three days come. Let us deal with certain things. Sacrifice. I spoke about sacrifice on Sunday. The reason why we don't see power in the church is because people can't sacrifice. But these three days, sacrifice. Hallelujah. We start our communion with, we start our fasting with communion. And we end it with communion. Hallelujah. Now, like we all know, it is six to six. Peradventure. Maybe for certain reasons, you may not be able to hit the six. Hit what time? 3 p.m. Hey, man of God, you have helped us. You are not part of it. Those that have the exemption clause, they know themselves. Hallelujah. Try and sacrifice to 6 p.m. You won't die. Amen. And you'll be surprised at what God will do for you. Amen. Um, please also remember that always bring your point of contact, your point of reference on the prayer line. If you are not able to join in the morning, join in the afternoon. If you are not able to join in the afternoon, join in the evening. Tomorrow, it will be three sessions. 3 a.m. Central Time in the morning. 12 p.m. Central Time in the afternoon. And then 7 p.m. Central Time in the evening. And Friday, my goodness, something will happen.
Something will happen here. Something will happen here in the evening. Father, we bless the bread and we bless the drink. The reason why now at this I use a full bread is because I want you to understand the process and the procedure of the communion. Jesus took bread and when he had blessed it, it was bread. When he blessed it, he broke it and he said, it is my body. Father, we bless this bread. All the flour product that your people are having, wafer, bread, crackers, whatever, we bless it. For the purpose of the communion, we receive it. The Bible said that afterwards, Jesus broke it. I want you to break it. And afterwards, he didn't call it bread again. He said, this is my body. This is now the body of Christ. Lift up the cup. We bless the cup. We bless the content. When Jesus blessed the cup, he said, this is the blood of the new and everlasting covenant. Drink it. And as often as you drink it, you do show forth the resurrection, the death, the resurrection and the second coming of the Lord, which is the power of Christianity. Father, as we partake in the communion of the body and the blood of Christ, tonight, anything that we have said, anything that we have seen, anything that we have heard, anything that we have felt, anything that we have thought of, and anything that we have engaged in that have decided our fabric as we take the communion, let it undo it. Let it neutralize its power. And let there be the supernatural occurrences in our lives. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. All right, brothers and sisters, let's take the communion quickly. Father bless us. Now I want you to lift up an offering unto the Lord. Online and in-house. In these three days. Let every day be. A time that you find it as a privilege to sow. Into the things of God. By the way. Remember that two days ago. I said on Monday on the prayer line. I said. Your point of reference, the Lord spoke to me just on that Monday. And I said, find a seed and attach it to that point of reference. Find a seed, a special seed, and attach it to that point of reference. Whatever you have written down, attach a seed. And I'm talking about monetary seed. Man of God, how much? According to your faith. And according to what you are believing God for. Listen, it is not that money that you are going to use to pay for it. But it is a point of contact. It is a point of contact. Find a seed that touches you. And put it on that particular point of contact. That particular point of reference. And afterwards, after the three days, I want you to sow it. And the Lord will know. I mean, you will know that we serve a living God. Hallelujah. Can you be on your feet? Father, we receive the offering. We declare it is blessed. We declare it is anointed. And we declare that the harvest is guaranteed. All the tithes, all the seeds in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. We call it done. Amen. Now, please remember, the seed, you offer it at the end of the three days of prayers and fasting. Amen. 
God bless you. Matoda bazanda labaya, shabranda sandalaba. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord turn things around for you. The Lord show you kindness. The Lord favor your going out and your coming in. May the Lord surprise you. May the Lord give you an uncommon testimony. May the Lord open strange doors for you. In these three days of prayers and fasting, may the God of this commission empower every request that you are presented before him. And may the Lord give you an unending answer. The answer will keep multiplying and duplicating itself. By the end of these three days, you will know that you serve a living God. And that we have a living God over this commission. All associated ministries, churches that are affiliated to Holy Hill Chapel, I release a great, the grace of multiplication over your lives. I release abundance, favor over your lives. I decree and I declare, as the God of miracles is working miracles in this house, so would the Lord do for your ministry. I pray, may you never be put to shame. May your business never be put to shame. May you never fail. Your home will be blessed with laughter, with joy, and with peace. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We want to take our prophetic declaration. Remember Friday, I want us to come and come early. 7 p.m. sharp. Everything has started. So that we can have more time to minister to individuals. Let's take our prophetic declaration with long life full of prosperity and sound health shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives go in peace with the confidence and assurance that in christ jesus you are more than a conqueror i love you i'm praying for you now see you again on the prayer line 3 a.m god bless you church is dismissed bye-bye